The Northwest Passage Project is a grant that was awarded to the Western Transportation Institute and Athea Creek in cooperation with the states who make up Northwest Passage Project. The grant was for the FHWA Multi-State Corridor Operations and Management Grant to create a seamless system that brings together all the states along I-90 and 94 from Wisconsin to Washington. As you know, most of the people who travel out there really don't care about jurisdictional boundaries, and information needs to be provided to travelers traveling this rural major corridor so that they can make decisions and they can have information that is at their fingertips and that provides seamlessness so they don't have to make eight different phone calls or eight different websites or eight different mobile devices they can do it all at one place. And I think this is a very unique system that provides traveler information that is customized to what the traveler wants or the driver wants. The system provides, I think, traditional information like you might see regarding road work or incidents or road conditions or road closures. And when the traveler sees this on the system, these are things we want them to see. But there are also other things that are on there that are not traditional, whether it be way stations or scenic routes or national parks around their way or fueling stations or mountain pass cameras. The thing I think that is unique is not only that there is information that is seamless, one of the things we are trying to do that's so important, I believe, in this day and age is looking at how do we use information to modify driver behavior. And there's also, I don't think, any system out there that is providing information to modify driver behavior and giving them what we call cautionary zones. These are areas along the interstate of I-90 and 94 that we know over the last 10 years have been high accident locations that we want to give travelers information well upstream of where that historical crash has occurred so that they can modify their behavior. Many times websites are built by traffic engineers and in this we really had traffic engineers having input but a lot of human factors, knowledge, ergonomics on how these systems be most useful and developed and designed to meet what the traveler wants, whether it's a trucker, whether it's a tourist, whether it's a commuter, etc. I asked Steve how the information on Northwest Passage differs from the data found on commercial sites such as Waze or here. The information that we have may be built on some of those platforms, of course, but I think it's a little bit more unique in that it gives you a greater level of detail, if you want it, regarding things that probably aren't on those other websites, whether it be the cautionary zone that I just talked about, or mountain pass cameras, or national parks, or state parks, or fueling stations. Most of the other websites aren't as robust as the site we have with the amount of information that is given to the traveler. I think much of the private sector information only has certain elements of what we have all the elements of. Highways such as I-90 and I-94 go through sparsely populated regions. As a result, it's critical that motorists are warned of problems as early as possible. I think one of the things that maybe the listeners are not aware of is in corridors such as this, if an incident happens and it blocks a roadway, the next alternative route that you might have may be 100 or 150 miles upstream of that incident. So we have to give information to the traveling public well ahead of where the problem is so that they can make a decision where they want to go based on credible information that is updated very quickly 
when you consider that 80% of the road miles in the United States are rural and they carry 40% of the VMT, it's really a disproportional type relationship. So we know that we want to get information to all travelers so that they can make decisions that is going to improve their safety. And it is driven by information that the state DOTs have, which is probably updated quicker than many of the private sector sites who are focused on two or three of these types of information that are provided to the traveler, whereas we're providing far more. While the two interstates are key corridors, few trips begin or end on those highways. I asked Steve if drivers can also get information on intersecting roadways. What we did in developing the system is we realized we could not be all things to all people. And so we had to make a decision of how do we give information on those other somewhat perpendicular routes to I-90 and 94. And what we decided is we would create a buffer of information of where we had operational data that we can actually give to the traveling public that will help them in modifying their behavior. That buffer may extend five miles, 10 miles outside of the I-94 corridor, but Quite honestly, much of the information, once you get off of the interstate, operational information is not really available because there are no systems out there that are detecting incidents or have traveler information on them that need to be coordinated. The predominant information and detection type systems or real-time systems that collect information are on the interstate themselves. The migration of this project has been to build a traveler information system that is very usable and that the first step is to make it a website. That website is operational and we are currently under development of building a portal for handheld devices. And one of the things that will be unique about what we're doing with handheld devices is we are going to give people the opportunity to enter in their profile information about what types of information they're interested, the routes that they may be going, and so when something happens, they will be automatically pinged of the alert or of the information that they already pre-registered for that will help them travel this corridor. And I think that is a distinctive thing maybe that other sites don't have. And we will not only have all the profile information, but we'll give you what are the top two or three alternative routes that you might want to take based on the information that you want to see and it will ping you so you know this in advance and can make decisions as you get up for your day to drive your car, to drive on this corridor. We will already know what you're interested in, and so that will even enhance even greater the modification of driver behavior to improve safety. I-90, the longest interstate in the U.S., goes as far east as Boston. Is expansion of the corridor being considered, and will the site be permanent? We have had discussions with the Great Lakes corridor, who has a system which is predominantly a planning tool to monitor and better inform operating agencies on the kind of Great Lakes area, which is kind of the eastern boundary of where our corridor ends and there begins. We have had discussions, but at such time we have not integrated the two. This was a grant, but the state DOTs involved are committed to making sure that we continue with this system to how long that is. Right now, we can't say we are actually looking into that right now. You'll find the site at roadstosafediscovery.com. For Transportation Radio, this is Bernie Wagenblast.